0: Right, everybody. Welcome to Talking Pit. My name is Brenna McDonald. I am a senior assistant strength coach here at Pitt. Um, and today I have the great privilege of talking to Ethan Quarles, a guy I interned with many moons ago, and he has come very far since then. Uh, but he's currently the minor league performance coach at the LA Dodgers. So welcome, Q. Excited to have you on.
1: Thanks, B-Mac. Appreciate you having me. Um, like I said, many moons ago at UK, seems like it was just yesterday, but then again, it seems like it's been forever. So no
0: kidding. No kidding. It's cool to see. Like I don't know, these conversations I think are really unique. Um, because we we come from the same roots, but we've taken very different paths. So I think it's awesome to see like how far you've come, how different our lives are now. Um, but definitely have seen you grown a lot kind of from afar. For so sure.
1: for sure. And same thing like for you. Like you helped me out through so many processes, like going to like getting to where I'm at now. And then like even you when like you were transitioning from like GA to assistant and then trying to figure out if you want to switch or whatever so like I feel like you've always been in my corner and like having this opportunity to sit here and chat with you is like like kind of full circle you know
0: absolutely I love it um perfect so obviously I know your background but people listening might not but can you go ahead and kind of talk about where you started even back in your sport coach days what stops you took along the way and then what your role is right now
1: Okay. Um, Yeah. So it wasn't until like 2015 when I actually knew what strength and conditioning was. Um, Played at a small NAI school called Williams Baptist University um, in Walnut Ridge, Arkansas. Didn't have a strength coach, like I said. Uh, Then my best friend was actually playing football at Memphis. And he was like, hey, like, we've got a strength coach here. Like, I think you would really like him. Like, maybe one summer you can come intern um, and kind of see if that's like the route you want to go. So... Graduated in 16, um, wasn't sure what I wanted to do. I thought PT was going to be the route for me. Did the internships with that, and I was like, yeah, this is not it. Um, so signed on of August of 16 to be the pitching coach um, for the college I just graduated from. Did that from 2016 to 2018, um, the summer of 17. Like, I actually had the opportunity to intern with Memphis football. That's where I first, like, found it and, like, fell in love with it uh, that summer returned that fall to be the pitching coach again. Um, things happened during winter break with the head softball coach at the university. Um, our AD there asked me to step in as interim head softball coach of 2018. Um, so did that for the spring of 18, stayed on, became the full-time head softball coach for the full season of 19. Um, realized like I was kind of outgrowing where I was at, needed to change a direction. Like I knew strength and conditioning was the way. Um, so I just took a leap of faith, like left the full time job, applied for the unpaid internship at Kentucky, uh, just because like I was like, hey, a lot of good things they're posting, I knew the staff there was unreal. Um, and that's really what kind of gave me the first like solid foundation um, into my career path where I'm at now. So was there from 18, uh, sorry, 19 till COVID happened, I um, was there as unpaid then paid intern uh, or coaching assistant for that year covid happened came home i was applying for jobs like everybody else couldn't land one um and then it was kind of like a last ditch effort it was like talk to my parents like hey like i gotta do something like if this is the route i'm gonna go uh, i'm not getting anything and i was like hey give me till summer of 21 and then like if this doesn't work out then i will go um, back into like the real world doing normal everyday people jobs um Thankfully, like I had a good support system with my family, my friends, like the people at UK, like I can't thank everybody there enough for like laying the foundation and being super supportive um, and kind of guiding me through that process. Um, So, so uh, spring of 21, uh, was an unpaid intern at Mississippi State with Stephanie Mock, did that. And then Rick Franzblow at Clemson asked her if she knew anybody that could come in mid season of like April of 21 to help him out left being unpaid at Mississippi state it was like a temporary assistant strength coach um, with at Clemson with Rick. And then that was going to turn into a GA spot for the next two years. Um, so that way I could keep learning underneath him, get another master's degree while in the process. And then hopefully getting baseball somewhere after that. Um, then it was like la- last week of July Dodgers ended up calling Rick. They're like, Hey, do you have anybody that come in mid season can help somebody? Like we just need somebody to come in that you think would kind of fill the role and keep us rolling. Um, so they called literally it was like a five day process of nonstop interviews. Um, then they're like, Hey, we want to offer you the job, accepted it, drove out to Arizona from Clemson, uh, South Carolina, and then been here ever since. So I guess currently right now, minor league performance coach with our high A team out in Midland, Michigan, and then, and twenty one, I was out in Arizona at our complex league there.
0: Very nice. It's crazy hearing that story. Like I remember talking to you at each of the levels of that too, and just being—you <laughs> know—there was frustration, there was excitement, and then you know, not sure if it's going to work out, and then all of a sudden, boom, there you are, in the spot that you were you were hoping for all along. So, love that. Yeah.
1: I, so I think that's just with, like you said, like the people you surround yourself with, like, and the support system, support system you have, like dictates pretty much like your success and like your ability to push through like perseverance. Like when the bad times are bad, like you have to lean on your support system. And that's one thing like I struggled with like growing up. And then now like seeing that process now, now full circle. It's like now I have the chance to give back to people that are going through that process. So like I like I said, like I owe like you, the entire UK department, like Steph, Rick, like all those people that helped me out during that time, like I would literally not be where I'm out today without all of you
0: I love it. I love it. Um, and, and you know, all those stops that you stopped at were different colleges, great powerhouse programs, but colleges. Um, can you go ahead and talk about kind of what, how your role differs from college now um, and, and kind of with that, I guess, describe to us what a typical day looks like in your role.
1: Yeah, I would say now instead of having like helping out with like four to eight different teams, like I'm solely focused on just on baseball. Um, but at the same time, like if you're out in Arizona, like you still have everybody from AAA down to A- Arizona League. So you've got almost 200, 250 guys coming in from spring training, uh, regular season, in trucks, season training, and then if the MLB guys are in training, like, If you help out during the offseason, you kind of help out with some of those guys that are in training as well. Um, So I would say, like, body-wise, it's pretty much the same, like, head count, but more specific and geared toward baseball, obviously. Um, But I would say a typical day now depends on, obviously, like, what time of the year we're in. So I guess the easiest way would be to, like, start with January. Um, So, like, from January to spring training, we're pretty much – Monday through Friday, um, right now it's like 7.30, you get done around 2, 2.30, depending on if we have like a meeting after or if we're doing like con ed with our staff, getting geared up, ready, getting everybody caught up and prepared for spring training. Um, spring training, uh, I thought it was going to be like a summer in the college setting, uh, but it's a whole different ball game. Um, it's 60 days straight. Um, we're in February. We're, it's pretty much practice and inter squads. Um, usually we'll roll in anywhere between like four 30 to five 30. Um, and practice is probably done around like two or three. Um, and then you're still trying to program, get prep routines up for everybody as the day ends. Uh, and then basically it's like groundhog day all over again, the next day, um, March, we actually start playing games. So like, it gets a little bit like more exciting because like you're actually playing other competition and you can see the guys energy levels ramp up as like as like every week goes along, it's like, okay, we got through practice. Okay, now we're getting through inter-squads. Now we're actually getting to play. And like that feeling of season about to start, um, you can kind of get that ramp-up feeling and excitement in the air. Um, and now I can feel like that in January. It's like as soon as New Year's hits, it's like, all right, can we go? Can we go? Can we go? Um, so spring training ends end of March. Uh, minor league season for us uh, this year starts April 7th. And then it runs all the way to about mid-September. Um, and that's when regular season ends. And if you make the playoffs, you usually have like a week or two after that when that ends in September. And then obviously, like the games depend games you play depend upon what level you're at. Um, low A and High A, we play 132 games, um, so we play six days a week. Um, Mondays are our off day or travel day. Double A, they play 138 games um, during that time period. Same thing, Tuesday through Sunday. Mondays are off or travel day. Triple A. They play 150 games uh, pretty much during that time span. They last a little bit longer towards the end of September. And obviously our MLB team, 162 games postseason. Um, so once your season's over with, hopefully you're in the playoffs. When that's done, usually you come back to Arizona to do instructs, which is like another mini spring training. Um, that's for guys that either need more defensive work, more ABs, more uh, innings. So like we actually played games last year. I think five times a week, five or six times a week, we were playing games, still practicing at the same time. So just like getting more development for those guys that might've missed out um, from time during the season due to other circumstances. So that usually ends around late October, um, maybe early November. And then we'll, our performance staff, one of us will go down to the Dominican Republic for a week to two weeks to help out with instructs down there during like late October, that November-ish area. And then once you're pretty much back from the DR whenever you do your trip, uh, that pretty much starts the off-season for you. So that's usually like November. So holidays are done, uh, New Year starts, and that's Monday through Friday. Uh, Usually guys are in from 9 to 12, and all they do is pretty much train, and they might start uh, tossing later towards um, December and hitting in December as well. So
0: Okay. Now you kind of mentioned this that you'll you'll be with groups you'll be at practice all day and then programming um you know are you programming for certain groups is it more just you for for individual guys how does that look
1: Um yeah so like during the season obviously like you program for the guys that you have at your affiliate um and then during the off season our leadership group actually they'll send us a list um of like 40ish guys that we'll program for through the off season and that list will actually like fluctuate with different guys based off um, whether they're here training in Arizona or if they're back home training at wherever, whether that's in Eastern United States and Dominican Republic, uh, wherever that might be all across the world. Um, And then once, same thing, January, you still pretty much have those same 40 guys. And then we're actually getting a new list um, this weekend to get geared up for spring training. And that'll be like the guys you program for during spring training like you program for them but you're still in the weight room helping out anybody and everybody that comes through
0: very nice okay and uh kind of going off script here but i know something that i've often heard of with any pro sport is that you know they'll have their own person you know or their own plan that they're looking to follow or that it might be kind of a different dynamic than i think we've all faced in college where you're their person they're listening to your program is that anything that you face there
1: uh yeah we have some guys that will do like their own personal trainers um and that's where we just like with our off-season reporting um we try to communicate through the guys what they're doing um with their personal trainer and if we need to hop on a phone call or a zoom call or like go visit them to see what they're doing like we're able to go do that so um we try to get guys to do our our program but at the end of the day like it's their career and like we want what's best for them
0: nice very nice um okay what would you say like going from all college experiences to this role what did you feel prepared for and then on the flip side is there anything that you didn't feel prepared for
1: um I would probably say I felt prepared for like like the work and the time requirements um that were expected uh just from like as you know like working with five different teams eight different teams whatever that may be like you're there pretty much from sun up to sun down and if you have games you're there late um so pretty much that. And I would say programming and like understanding the game to a certain extent, um, I felt prepared. And then obviously like when you're at this level, things ramp up a little bit, get a little bit more in depth and detailed, um, especially with our organization, as we're trying to win a championship every single year. Um, and our leadership group and what's expected of us is to be the best every single day. So like to an extent, I felt prepared for that. But then once you get into a season, like anytime you go from like an intern to a GA to your like a full-time position, there's some things you're not prepared for until like you actually get into it. Um so like for with us, like in a minor league affiliate, like we help out with petty cash, we help out with making sure our nutrition's good. Like thankfully for us, like we have um private chefs or personal chefs um at each affiliate that cook for us, but we're, we're still responsible for helping. Uh, communicate with them like needs dietary needs from our nutritionists um, that's out in LA. So we help function like um, select what times guys are going to eat, what times lunch, what times pregame snack, what times dinner, um, based off all of our travel schedule and things like that. Um, And for us, like in Midland, Ubers are not really a thing. (laughs) So it's like, Hey, we got guys coming in from the airport. Who's going to go pick them up. Is it me? Is it going to be our AT? Can we call somebody that works in the front office to go get them? Um, And just, like, logistical things that you might not be used to um, that you kind of have to help out with outside of just being a strength coach. So, and then obviously, like, you're not used to playing 132 games in college. So, like, grinding out a season and traveling um, every week being in a hotel and then trying to find uh, different gyms you can go train at if, like, the weight room at another facility um, is not up to standard or, like, just not feasible for you to get 40 guys in. Uh, where we don't have the luxury I would say colleges have of all the super nice facilities everywhere you go. Um, so it's just like being able to adjust on the fly with like what exercises you need to get done. Is it going to be an unfilled lift that day? Like, do you have time? Does the manager want guys to have a later arrival that day so they can get rest? Like, okay. And then you have to change your game plan based off that. So.
0: Right. Now I know this from kind of talking with you, um, and even talking through our, our little family of strength coaches, but it seems like you guys do a ton of development stuff there. Like you're, every time I talk to you, you're learning, you're diving into something new. Um, is there, are there any resources or, or courses that you guys have done recently that you you know really liked and you'd recommend?
1: Um, I would say f- probably one thing that we've all gone through, I feel like is on base you, um, the hitting and pitching. And I think that's more one of understanding the swing and the mechanics better from a, like a terminology and verbiage standpoint when communicating with the um, skill coaches. So like, I don't want to go in and say like, Oh, like this guy might have a defunction in this area and it's complete opposite uh, terminology of what they're using. So like for us, like we want to make sure whenever we communicate with medical um, and skill coaches, like we're all speaking the same language. So like being able to like understand the swing and the phrases that they use um, has been more beneficial to, like, success for not just myself, but for our athletes. Um, so that's a big one we all kind of go through. Um, Florida Baseball Ranch is another one um, that we've gone through or, like, kind of tune into and pay attention to what they're doing. Uh, for me, another one was, like, FRC, um, just from more of, like, a return to play kind of standpoint of isometrics um, with that and just, like, general movement. And then I will probably say another big hang, a big part of our training is probably like some French Bosch things um, with the water bags and hip locks for us. And then, like we always talk about, be great at the basics before we try to dive deeper. So it's like make sure you understand your anatomy, make sure you understand biomechanics to a certain degree, um, and that's just going to help you out. One with programming, and then even for us, it's like return to play stuff uh, for us. So, and then obviously like anything I feel like that Steph's doing or like Rick's doing at Clemson, it's like, for me, it's like, I kind of gravitate to see what they're learning. And then usually I might try to bring some of that over. Um, like for us, if we need con ed or trying to get ideas. So
0: Right. Have you done Alex and Tara's isometric course? I have not. I think you'd like that one.
1: Okay. I have if to look you have up.
0: access to force plates, I mean, you don't need it, but if you have access to it, especially what seems like you're setting it's, it's there's a lot of really cool stuff you can dive into um, in in return to play and also just training in general. So highly okay. recommend that one.
1: Awesome. I'll add it to the list.
0: Yeah. I think that's uh that's something really cool. I feel like every time I talk to you, you, you know, you're in a new kind of like rabbit hole of something you can learn. And it, it really seems like you guys pride yourselves on knowing your stuff and, and making sure that like, it's not just, you know, surface level things. You're getting deep into there. Like you said, the anatomy and that, um, I think you're taking the knowledge that strength coaches have to a whole new level, which is cool.
1: Yeah. And I would probably say like at our level, it's like, you can only get away with so much of not knowing stuff. And then like you have a MLB guy come in who was exercise science major or wasn't in kinesiology. And they're like, Hey, like da, 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 da. And you're like, like, you can't just BS your way around. Um, And that helps us get more buy-in when we actually know our stuff. So nothing that goes for any level.
0: Right. 100%. All right. Uh, next one for you. What is kind of, I mean, you've kind of been through a journey getting into this field either throughout your journey or even just something now that you kind of pride yourself on. Is there any piece of advice that you would, you know, give to a younger strength coach and even a, a, an older strength coach right now, but just something that you've learned along the way that you think is a powerful lesson.
1: Um, I feel like one that's kind of stuck out to me um, is a quote, we actually kind of say around here every day um, is people don't care how much you know until they know how much you care. Um, Teddy Roosevelt said that. So like for us, like we have people from different cultures all across the world, even in the college setting, you meet different people. Like everybody has a story until so you get to truly know that person and understand what they've gone through. Like get to know the person first, not the number that's on the back of their jersey. Um, I feel like one that helps build relationships. And also like they might have gone through something at some point that you're going to go through and you can recall on that to help you get you through that process. Um, and like I said, like going through things growing up, going through the process through COVID, um, trying to find jobs, like leaning on you, leaning on coach D at Kentucky, uh, Steph, Rick, like through a whole process. It's like those that you surround yourself with and you can actually call on like any given time of day to help you through like thick and thin, like that's, what's going to help you carry forward in your career is like, are those people. Um, Because at the end of the day, like, yeah, you have you, but we also need to be able to call and lean on other people. And that's one thing I try to do um, with our athletes, with our staff. It's like, I try to care as much as I can, because at one point I didn't have, I didn't have a strength coach, didn't have this. Like, I want to give back and help people along the way. Um, And if you can do that, like, that's going to make your job like so much happier, like seeing somebody figure something out. Whether it's not just in the weight room or somebody just bought a car for the first time, one of the guys just had a kid or just got engaged um, or going through a breakup, whatever that might be, like we're not just strength coaches, like we're a person as well. And like, show empathy. And if you can show care, like seeing a smile on somebody's face just makes your day a ton better.
0: Love it. All comes back to people 100%. Like, for sure. Very nice. Perfect. Well, um, Q, those, those are all the questions I had for you. How can, uh, you know, the people, people of the strength and conditioning world, if they don't know about and Quarles, we're going to call him Coach Q. If you don't know about C- Coach Q, you got to know about Coach Q because he's he's heading uh, to the big things very soon. So how can people, you know, contact you, follow you? Do they just need to follow the Dodgers? What, what's, uh, how, how can people follow along with your journey or get to know more about what you do?
1: Um, I would say probably the best way is just to reach out on Instagram. It's, uh, the underscore coach underscore Q underscore 22. So lots of underscores right there. Um, just reach out to me on there. Um, I pretty much try to answer anybody who shoots me a DM. Um, I'm open to try to help anybody out that I can. Um, cause I was in that same spot, um, a couple of years ago. It seems like it was just yesterday. Um, so anybody that wants help or needs guidance, like I'm more, more than happy to help any way I can.
0: Perfect. All right, everybody. Thank you, Q, for talking with us today. Thank you to everybody out there for listening to Talking Pit, and we will see you next episode.